The Braves are on deck for the Miami Marlins three-game series starting this evening. Sandy Alcantara going for the Marlins, but there's a roster move. Avicel Garcia hits the IL. Xavier Edwards is up. We're going to dig into all of that, plus looking really ahead and digging into Ronald Acuna Jr. Exits the game yesterday. He is in the game starting today. Loud Marlins fan is in the house to help me with this one. All on today's show. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This, of course, is your daily Marlins podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. If you are listening to the pod, hit subscribe. It's free and available everywhere. And it is your team every day, of course. Head over to YouTube as well. Hit subscribe there also. Greatly appreciated. To the everydayers, hit the comments. Let me know you are listening and let me know how you're feeling about this team. Heading into May, huge month for the Marlins. Really, really huge month. If they can really put the pedal down now and get into May, get some wins rolling. These boys can be multiple, multiple games over 500. They're heading into June, and at that point, anything can happen. Loud Marlins fan is in the house, but before we get into the intros, uh, reminder, this episode is sponsored by our good friends over at Game Time, and you can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Ah, Chase is back in the house. Chase, how we doing, brother? Doing all right, Pete. Thanks for having me. It's game time, right? Let's go. It is. It is, it is absolutely game time. Sandy Alcantara going this evening, mate. Let's start there. Um, I mean, I, well, we'll get into Avicel Garcia news, but let's start with Sandy, mate, because for me, this is a huge start for Sandy. It's not been vintage Sandy. He's just obviously not found his groove thus far this season. Obviously, at that one complete game shutout, which we were like, hey, Sandy's back. But it hasn't been the Sandy of 2022. Any concerns at all in your mind at this point? Historically, Sandy starts don't get wins. It's run support. The Marlins mm-hmm. need to put some runs up for Sandy. That's Let true. him get the lead. Let him get comfortable. We need to change things up. You got to get some runs in for Sandy. Not like he can't hold somebody to two or three runs. But let's take some pressure off of him. He's, he's on a stretch of three games without a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, two two out of three of those starts definitely didn't look like Sandman starts. Uh, last week it looked like it. Unfortunately, Floro in the bullpen against these same Braves blew it up. But you know, I'm not concerned. It's May 2nd. We're three games over 500. You compare this to last year. May 1st last year mm-hmm. was the last time the Marlins were at 500 in 2022 at 12 and 12. We're 16 and 13. Your ace is on the mound. The fort's been held down by everyone else. Let's go, Sandy. It's time, isn't it? It's absolutely time. For me, this is like a huge, huge game for Sandy, for the Marlins. Like, it's a statement game. The Braves, you know, when the Marlins went into Atlanta, they were the better team. Clearly, they were the better team. They they took the series 3-1. It didn't flatter them. Some of the games got a bit wonky at the back end. You mentioned Floro blew one, but so did the Bravos. But it didn't flatter them. But for me... Three games over 500. You're at home. Sandy's going. He's looking for, you know, a big start. The Marlins looking for a big start. 
it's a huge game, I think, in this season. It can really, I mentioned on yesterday's pod, it can really set the tone for the month, I think. So, you know, I appreciate we're only, what, 29 games in. This is game 30 in 162. There isn't a must-win game at this point. There's no must-win games, perhaps, unless you get to the postseason or a wild card. But this one kind of feels big, in my opinion. What about you? It's a very big game. You're setting the table not only for the series, but as you said, the full month. Uh, this is a, a critical week for us. If you look at this schedule, you get the Braves for three after just losing three of four to them. But then you go over to Chicago. You're going to Wrigley on the road, and you're going to have another three-game series where – you could win two out of three. I'm not saying we're sweeping in Wrigley. I'm not going to say we're getting swept either. Mm. But we're going into Wrigley. You have the Braves, six games this week. You could win four of those games, man, easily. Your pitching is set up so you can. Yeah, I must say, just to the Cubs' point, I, I think the Cubs themselves will be thinking, we can sweep the Marlins. Like, they will be, they would have watched all of them games and three games. They were one-run wins for the Fish, all of them. And in my opinion, the Marlins really hung on to a couple of those games. Like it was very close and uh, that series could have gone the other way. The Marlins get a sweep, but I'm confident the Cubs will think let's give them a taste of their own medicine when, uh, when they're at our place. We'll see on that one. As long um, as we're not throwing Nardi against uh, Bellinger. Bellinger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's hope there's no more at bats for, for Bellinger against Nardi. Cause that definitely did not work. It was basically the same situation two days in a row, which the was one- wild to see. Wild. The one time this season, I had to say bad, bad skip because that was a mistake, and I bet he would live up to it. Yeah, it was surprising. Uh, just on that point, just to kind of, I guess, carry on down that theme, the one thing I would say with Skip that I that I noticed was when that Dylan Floro situation happened in Atlanta when it was a, a blow-up for him, the next day, Floro straight back out there in leverage, actually. And so perhaps there was a little bit of that in there, but to your point, he gave up a huge bomb to Bellinger. It is lefty on lefty. But, you know, he could have brought Nardi into a different spot, avoided Ballinger perhaps. But I get it, he wants to play the matchups. But, yeah, to your point, that one, he went back to the well and he got stung the second time around on that one. So we'll wait to see if Nardi can actually uh, get an out. Can he get Ballinger out? Who knows? Let's go back to the, the breaking news as we hit record pretty much, mate. Avicel Garcia hits the 10-day IL. Let's start with Avi. Been unfortunate. Felt like Avi all of a sudden was starting to heat up. Couple of home runs, couple of big knocks. Like as Marlins fans, we it's been a frustrating experience with Avicel Garcia the past, you know, year and a bit. Um, you know, and it felt unlucky timing, I would say, for Avi. And so there were some green shoots. This is probably unlucky for him. Um, but back tightness, the Marlins seem to be riddled with these back issues. They were riddled with them last year. Hoy Soler, Jazz Chisholm, probably a few others, all going down with these back issues. Avicel Garcia to the 10-day IL. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for this roster at this point? I will never wish harm on any player on mm. our team or not. Avisail Garcia going down gives this fan base and this team the opportunity to see if they can play better without him. Mm. That's the only positive out of this. You never want to see a player go down. He was heating up, if you can call it that. <laughs> I may be overselling that chase, to be honest. If, if, if you want to see how this team can do without him, gives the front office a chance. You hadn't mentioned who they called up, but mm-hmm. they give that 
player a chance to play, see how he can do in the bigs. And really now you're going to see some more, I guess, of Jesus Sanchez or DLC stepping in for Avi. It's an opportunity to see and review what we are without him to maybe push that offense or that front office, I should say, push that front office to maybe making a cut like the Arizona Diamondbacks did. Yeah, I, I mean, clearly the Marlins hope that that situation isn't required um, for sure. And, you know, I, I do feel with Avi, there is there is an opportunity for him to rebound. I think with Bumgarner, it, you know, it was a, a tricky situation that had gone on for a long time. And it was like an automatic loss. Like, I do feel with Avi, like, he's not leading to automatic losses um, in the lineup. It's a different situation. But, yeah, I'm intrigued. I guess the knock-on effect, though, mate, is, you know, they didn't call up an outfielder. In, in theory, I know they've got Hamson. Hamson was out there in right field uh, for his first ever time. But, you know, for me, this is saying, listen, we're going with Jesus Sanchez against the righty the righty pitchers now. He's going to be in right field predominantly. How are you feeling about that situation? Jesus Sanchez <laughs> needs to show us something. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you just saw my face of how I really feel about <laughs> it. If you're listening on the podcast, you go subscribe to, to Locked on Marlins YouTube so you can see my face, screenshot it, and post it. Because it was a face of disgust. Really, I don't like Jesus Sanchez. He's on Avi Sayo Garcia level where he's an almost, you say, automatic win or loss. He's an almost automatic out like Avi Sayo Garcia. Yes, Jesus Sanchez got a walk over the weekend. And maybe he got a double or a base hit from what I remember. Mm. He, he's not a major league hitter. He hurts this team more than helps this team. You look at Garrett Hampson, a guy who, quite frankly, I didn't know who he was until he got brought up a month ago. Even mm -hmm. when we got brought up, we were asking for Jose Iglesias, who's no longer on this team, to get called up. Someone made the right move. Kim NG, good credit to you and Skip for calling him up. You, you, you got Garrett Hampson hitting blasts. Maybe not home runs. I think he had one in there. But more or less those double blasts that drove in runs. It's situational hitting. Jesus Sanchez doesn't have that. I would start Garrett Hampson over, over Jesus. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I, I do feel, I mean, Jesus Sanchez is out there today. You've got that outfield of, of Jazz and Sender, which we've seen you know pretty much every day. Uh, left field is Brian De La Cruz, and in right field, Jesus Sanchez. It was, you know, in my opinion, it felt like the best outfield heading into the year against right-handed pitching if Jesus Sanchez could pick it up and De La Cruz delivered kind of September-level De La Cruz. He's definitely cooled off recently, De La Cruz. So for me, massive series here for these boys. Like, there's a chance to... They're going to have to play well to win the series. Let's. There's, there's no doubting that. The Braves are the class of the division. But for me, massive opportunity for the guys. De La Cruz, Jesus Sanchez, really, to put a stake in the ground. We don't know how long this is going to be for, you know, for Avicel Garcia. We saw last year with Jorge Soler, back issue. We didn't see him the rest of the year. So we just don't know the severity at this point. So I guess the question would be, though, if, you know, if where's the depth elsewhere for any other outfielders? I know they're kind of like square peg and round hole in Garrett Hampson, perhaps out to the corners, but really, you know, the Marlins need to have another corner outfield. I know people are talking about Peyton Burdick. How are you feeling about Peyton Burdick specifically? Like, do you think he can actually come up and, and replicate his AAA numbers at, at the major league level? Everyone complains that he strikes out a lot from what I'm seeing as far as that's mm. the argument against him. But look, the dude has 10 bombs in AAA right now. If, if we get half of those bombs, it's more than Garcia has hit this year. So yeah, situational bombs are always nice. I'll take, 
I'll take three strikeouts a game if I could get one bomb a game, right? It's a trade-off. Feels fair. That's that's it. I, I like Peyton's power. His arms are just massive right now. I'm yeah. scared to hug him if I ever got that opportunity. Just let him <laughs> come up and hit some bombs. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Peyton Burdick as well, we shouldn't forget. Had a, had a real nice spring, particularly the early part of spring. He really flashed early on. And so we'll wait to see how this all kind of plays together. Let's get into the uh, the first ad break. We'll then talk about the, the guy that's been promoted off the back of this Avacel Garcia IL stint plus. Let's also get into some Ronald Acuna discussion. Naturally, we've been fanning the flames on Twitter today. Obviously, Acuna took one to the shoulder. He went down like it was season ending, and he's back in the lineup today, of course. So uh, we've got a few things to say about that one as well. But before we do that, guys, it's ad time, and it's, uh, well, hold on. We need some graphics, too. Yes, sir. The Game Time Graphics is our sponsor of the, the episode as well. So, And they're kind of almost teal as well. They're green. Not quite teal, I'd say. But for those looking for tickets, this is the one for you guys. Um, and buying tickets to your favorite events, it shouldn't be stressful. It shouldn't. And Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, theater, everything. Everything that's near you and you want to get to, Game Time have you covered. And they've got killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guaranteed. You can stop stressing over the tickets. Start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Um, you don't have to think about planning months in advance. That's the other thing, right? You want to go tomorrow, Wednesday? Let's go. Game time's got you covered. They got deals on tickets right now, up to the day of the event. They got exclusive flash deals on tickets, football, basketball, baseball, concerts, everything. Everything. And this is also, this is the best bit. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. You can't say fairer than that. What have you got to do? Easy. Get over to Game Time and download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 20 bucks off your first purchase. That might be a free ticket in Lone Depot. Who knows? Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONMLB for 20 bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Sounds amazing to me. Get in there. We might be needing those for uh, for Wrigley next week. Who knows? Um, this, I'm pleased to say, is a double header ad section. It's our good friends over at So Rare. Have you been playing this game yet? It's absolutely immense. Um, it's a new sponsor, and it's a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace, transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players across all 30 Major League Baseball teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Epic was in bold, underlined, probably in italic as well. Epic rewards, win or lose, you still own your cards. There's no cost to play. It's free. Free game. Unbelievable. You can head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. Uh, for those that are thinking, how the hell do I spell so rare? It's so as in S-O. And rare as in R-A-R-E. SoRare.com. To draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, start competing today to win epic in bold, underlined rewards. <laughs> Again, that's so rare.com slash locked on to start playing today. Whew, stunning. That was a lot. That was double headers, baby. I love those double headers, but get on to so rare. Actually, Chase, you'd be loving that so rare. I've seen Aram Layden, the uh, the Lockdown Marlins goat. He's been pumping that a lot on his, uh, on his Twitter feed as well. Looks a lot of fun. Um, 
Let's talk about Xavier Edwards. I think that's the right American pronunciation. Is that correct? Let's start. Xavier. Is that right? Yes, Xavier Edwards. I've struggled with pronunciations all year. The Marlins have tested me, and they're testing me again. But he is, he's being promoted for the first time. It could be his Major League debut if uh, he's not starting tonight. But if he does get some action, it will be his Major League debut. Overall, I must say, his profile looks to fit the Skip Schumacher Kimang profile. It's a contact hitter, on-base skills, some speed on the bases, Nice glove, versatility. There's a lot to like, in my opinion, here with uh, Xavier Edwards. What about you? I like his numbers. I think that they're giving the right person the right opportunity to come up. Mm. You, you, you saw some players that were like him last season come up. Uh, he was an off-season move for us. or uh, he, he was acquired from the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. Uh, in the Blake Snell trade a few years ago from Tampa Bay to Padres, he was one of the biggest pieces yeah. going back to Tampa. He had to be on the 40-man roster. He was most likely going to be cut. They just didn't have the room for him. We got him and JT Chagua. So you're getting that second half of that trade come up. Yeah. Uh, his numbers right now, he has a, a 788 on-base percentage uh, right now. Uh, he, he's not a power guy. He's a contact guy. He's batting 306. He has seven stolen bases. He's a threat when he gets on, maybe a pinch yeah. run here and there for him, for a Jorge Soler, if you're late in the, in a game to make his debut. Uh, he's the kind of player that you love and he's a shortstop. That's his natural position mm. in field, but they're probably going to test him in outfield. I think they tested him in outfield in spring training and uh, throughout the uh, season so far in the minors. Yeah, I think he's been um, he's been transitioned out of touch to center field. They've they've they give him the Jazz Chisholm Jr. treatment. Shortstop, get out to center. And there's no surprise, right? Because in AAA, I mean, that team has got 19 shortstops on the roster. It's insane. Everyone plays shortstop there. And so I guess Xavier Edwards transitioning out to center field. I think by all accounts, he's done it okay. Um, which, you know, it's, again... If you end up with this guy that can be a really effective center fielder defensively, um, which would be ideal, plus has that prototypical leadoff approach, then who's to say how this plays out? The expectations are, and you know, I thought this when I saw it, equally, Craig Mish has already tweeted about this, this transaction and has called this out too. How long will this last? Joey Wendell is on his way back. That to me says... This is probably going to be a short-term gig here for Xavier Edwards. Hopefully he gets in a game. Hopefully he impacts a game. But it sounds like it's short-term with Wendell on the way. What about you? I hope it's not short-term. I hope he comes in, goes fire, and earns a roster spot. You want to go. Guy Let's like go. That. I mean, look at that name, Xavier Edwards. Again, a top prospect, a first-round pick. This mm -hmm. is the kind of guy you need to be good. And he wasn't. Uh, someone who had been given the chance in his last two franchises. So third time to try. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Luis Arias 2.0, potentially. It's probably a big call because Luis Arias, the best hitter in baseball, in my opinion, at this point. You can look at various other guys, put it, you know, put it out there. But for me, Arias, he's just the hit king. Hit king. He's and actually, a, go, on, go on, buddy. Yeah, he's a beast, Peter. Like, I haven't had the chance to really talk about him on your show at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, you, you just see what he's done and he's changed the way I look at hitting the way he, he, his stature, the way he uh, holds the bat, the, 
the the way the positional hitting that he's doing like he's hitting everywhere it doesn't matter what side of the diamond he's finding the holes and yeah. getting them and that's something I really haven't seen and I was too young to appreciate it but Luis Castillo like and he's blown his Marlins April records out of the out of the out of the water absolutely it's it's one of the best hitting months probably all time and uh, you know I'm not being I'm not you know you know I like to pump him up but that's just the reality is Luis Arias has been absolutely immense. And to your point, when you're watching hit, you can't pitch anywhere to the guy. You can't. You want to pitch inside? No problem. He'll loft you and he'll turn on it with power and it will go down the right field line. He does it all the time. You go inside Arias, it's going to be bang. Anywhere else, it's all over, spraying everywhere with power. So what a player. Um, yeah, it's time for our first uh, April monthly award. It feels like the right time anyway. I put it out there on Twitter yesterday to say there's going to be an awards show, but it's not going to be a show. It's going to be sprinkled into every show this week. This is the Tuesday episode. It's the first award, and it is the Hitter of the Month Award. Um, it's sponsored by Loud Marlins Fan um, with the uh, with the home run chain on as well. Um, guys, there was a shortlist for this one. The shortlist read this. Let me, give, let me give you the names, and you can tell me who you think should take it home. Luis Arias. End of list. Yeah, <laughs> end, very of, end of list. Luis Arias. There's no point talking about anyone else. He's the best hitter in baseball right now. And Luis Arias, take this trophy, Senor. Stick it on your on your mantelpiece. If that translates to the U.S., I don't know if, you, if U.S. listeners will know what a mantelpiece is, but it doesn't matter. Um, stick it somewhere. It doesn't matter. Luis Arias, the hitter of the month um, for April for the Locked On Marlins podcast. The Locked On Hitter of the Month. There we go. I'm going to work on this. There's going to be some graphics maybe that's going to that's going to join this. And tomorrow we're going to get into the arm of the month. And actually that one's up for debate uh, for certain. Let's let's do the final ad and then let's talk about this series and specifically Ronald Acuna because the flames have been banned for certain. It feels like we need to talk about him. Uh, but as I mentioned before we do that, uh, it's time to talk about our third our third sponsor of the day. And it's the guys over at BetterHelp. This episode is sponsored and brought to you by BetterHelp. I'm not saying better health, by the way. It's better help. Um, and as Marlins fans, we all know about this. And uh, sometimes we need to, you know, give ourselves some learning and development, let's say. <laughs> That's the right way of phrasing it. Um, for, for certain, you know, we all, you know, we get caught up in, you know, what everyone else needs from you. And you never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. You don't. We spend all our time giving. It can lead to us feeling stretched thin and burned out. If you're thinking about starting therapy, my recommendation is give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, amazing, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Even more amazing when you've got a full-time job, a wife, two kids, and a podcast to do. Amazing. All you got to do, fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched up. This is a match.com with a licensed therapist, and, and you can switch therapists if, you know, at any time. No additional charge if, if, you know, if it's not the right connection for you. But the point of the questionnaire is to try and find the right person for you, the right therapist for you. So find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, of course, BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB. All right then, Chase. Let's get into Mr. Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, he was hit by a pitch. I was watching that game live, actually. It was UK friendly. I was watching the game live and took one high. Fastball up, off the shoulder. 
you know, he went straight down. It was the Ronald Acuna experience. Went down. He's like crying in a heap. Trainers out. Bench didn't care. Braves bench they didn't move a muscle. Didn't care. <laughs> it was pretty pretty funny actually. Um, anyway, he exits the game. Uh, he's back in the lineup today. Ronald Acuna Jr. and the Marlins will forever have this connection. Forever. Linked primarily to Jose Orreña. Just try to summarize it in your mind, where you're at with this whole Ronald Acuna-Marlins rivalry, I think is probably the right description. He's rubbing his hands, by the way. <laughs> no, that was not a sound bite. That was me crying, ladies and gentlemen. And you can see that on YouTube. Ronald Acuna Jr. Look, I want to make something clear. My comments that I'm getting attacked on for Twitter. Mm are legit, not for your stupid take liking. They are legit, honest opinions from an outsider who is not a Braves fan about Ronald Acuna Jr. There are 42 other players who have hit, been hit by more pitches than Ronald Acuna this season. He's tied for 42 in 17th place, let's say, at 42. There's 42 other pitchers or, or batters who have been hit that you don't hear about that take their hit, it hurts. I get it. I've never been hit by a 93-mile-per-hour fastball. It hurts. But my brother, may he rest in peace, used to give me dead arms all the time I didn't cry. And that's what I got to think it feels like. But the dude does this every time he gets hit. He hmm. doesn't just take his base. Maybe he has a pain tolerance issue, but he doesn't just take his base. He he cries about it. He walks around home played about it. He and, and, and he even has to come out of the game. Look, he probably had a dead shoulder. People get, players get hit all the time, but they just walk it off. He must be the biggest wuss in all of Major League Baseball, it's not for showmanship. It's not for attention. He must be the biggest wuss when it comes to pain tolerance of any player ever to mm. play Major League Baseball. That is my thoughts on Acuna. He could be the best player against the Marlins. He could be the best player in the league. But his antics after being hit, specifically after being hit, I'm sorry, it enrages me about how big of a crybaby and attention getter he is for a, he got hit at one of the meatiest places on a body. It wasn't his head. It wasn't his wrist. It, it wasn't his ankle. It was his shoulder, which he's a big guy, let's say muscle power. He has padding on his shoulder. It's called skin. And he took a ball. It probably left the mark. He comes out of the game, goes to the hospital. What were they looking for? A An internal bruise or something? It's, it happens. Take your damn base, then call over the trainer. You don't have to waste 10 minutes of our time watching a game by laying on your back because you got hit on the effing shoulder. Mm. That's my thoughts, Peter. Yeah, I, I have to be honest with you. I, I agree with uh, the majority of people. Everyone feels that the the overreaction of Ronald Acuna is is too much. It's too much. The, the, the theatrics after being hit by a pitch is way beyond the reaction of anyone else in Major League Baseball. Let me just throw it out. Let me go on the flip side, though. Could this be, and the Marlins saw this up front, up close and personal previously, could this just be the biggest troll job, the biggest gamesmanship where they'll, you know, that hit by the Mets there, 
The Mets hit him. Next time something similar happens in a big spot, Snicker rolls out. Hey, that's enough. That's enough now. He's got to be thrown. Do you remember Pablo Lopez ejected out of a game because of the history? Because of the history. Ronald Acuna is is the ultimate gamesman, maybe. I don't think I don't I don't believe so, actually. I think that's just nonsense. But could he be? No, probably not. But that's just the alternative theory potentially I have that he's accruing all of these like moments. He milks it. And then when Snicker wants to make something happen out of it, i.e., I want that pitcher out of the game now, like Paolo Lopez last season, Snicker rolls out and basically tells the umpire, you've got to throw him out. And they go, oh, yeah, of course, of course Mr. Snicker, you're out of here. Um, you, you look at 2020, and that's when Sandy, I posted this and tagged you in a call. Yeah, I saw it. Uh, 2020, Sandy hit him, no fans. Uh, Ronald Acuna walked up to the mound. Sandy was ready to fight. And I, I don't know which one of our players, but one of them from the dugout was like, bro, go near him. I dare you. I dare you, man. Go take your base. Just take yeah, your base, yeah. Ronald. People, players get hit. It's part of the game. Yeah. You get $3 million probably for every time you get hit during the season. Take your hit. Take your money. Cry about it after the game over a beer or some wine. Yeah, uh, I'd recommend a red wine. Um, but the... <laughs> The interesting bit about Ronald Acuna and that, and that soundbite as well, the Sandy Alcantara one, and, and all, all these you know histrionics, if that's the right way of phrasing it, all the exaggerations, one thing we've never seen from Ronald Acuna ever, 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 is showing any sort of aggression towards the pitcher. Not once. Not once does he rock up looking to start throwing anything. Not once. I remember Jose Ureña when, when he hit him that first time. Arania was dropping his glove. He was ready to go. Arania, like the bulldog. I would not mess with Jose Arania, by the way. And Sandy, the same. Sandy's even bigger and even stronger. So, listen, Sandy would pick up, a, he'd pick Ronnie up. He'd do a few squats and he'd just drop him off and he'd be gone. But, you know, not that we're encouraging fighting on there, but that's the funny thing of Acuna. Like, he's a, he's a top player, very, yeah. you know, extravagant player. But I just like to see him. I'd like to see less Cristiano Ronaldo mentality. I'd just like to see. You get hit, it's part of the game. You take your base and you go. Steal the, steal the bag. Get hit, go to first, go and steal one. Why not? They're giving you the opportunity. Look, he's a good player. He's not the best hitter in baseball. Marlon's had the best hitter in baseball. Yeah, let's go. Uh, but he's a great player. And the Braves fans who attack us on Twitter, they'll go, he's your daddy. You're just upset because he's your daddy. Look, you know who my, our daddy was on the Braves? Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones was our daddy. You know who was our daddy on the Braves? Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman. Every time that guy came to the plate, it was either a home run. He hit – Freddie yeah. hit uh, – Doubles galore. Or doubles galore. Or cycles galore. Cycles galore. <laughs> Freddie Freeman, I was scared of. Ronald Acuna hit, I think, one home run. Uh, yeah, I think one home run or two home runs against us in 2022. He has last week. He had three hits at fourteen at bats, uh, and he has seventy-one strikeouts in seventy-five games versus the Marlins. He ain't our daddy. Uh-uh. He has a three eighteen batting average. That's good, but you should have that when you play a team nineteen times a season. When he only played us a limited amount of times in twenty twenty, his batting average was two fifty against mm. us. So it is what it is. I want a nice, fun series with the Marlins winning. Two of yeah, them. Absolutely. You know, what we shouldn't forget about as well. Like, I know you could turn to Acuna's, you know, career numbers against the Marlins. Let's be totally honest. I've, I've mentioned a few pitches here along the way. Jose Arena. We've seen Jose Arena, right? We like, he was the Marlins ace. 
That was the level of rotation that we had in the in the depths of the rebuild when Ronnie Acuna burst onto the scene. I so it, it was Arena, it was Jimmy Garcia, uh, and it was some bullpen guys who I don't even remember on this team that would give mm -hmm. up all those home runs. And I, I say all those home runs. I think he hit the most against us in, in uh, 2019, which was like five or six home runs against us that season. Yeah, but I'm not. I've seen him play live. I boo him live. I can't wait till Thursday, Star Wars Day, when I'm there live, where I can boo him again. Love to see it. Love to see it. Um, we're running long, which was to be expected. We had a few rants to get out, which is fine. So it's all good. We've spoken about what we hope the series may bring against the Bravos. Sandy's going. Braxy's going. I think Jesus Lozado's going as well. So the pitching, I think, lines up nice. Is Braxy we going? Get, we don't get Strider. No Strider. We're gonna yeah, missing Strider. We get Freed, which is gonna be interesting. Freed, Freed Lozado. But you know, we know what we're hoping for. We're hoping for a series win. What are you expecting? What do you think? What do you think this? How do you think this series is gonna play out? And what what do you think this result's gonna be in this series? Braves. If you look at historical baseball, Braves played a doubleheader yesterday. They didn't get into Miami. Let's say till ten. Mm. Get in the hotel. Get checked in. They probably didn't get a great night's sleep. They're tired. Today, Sandy's pitching. Today should be a victory. Now, you can – the Braves are a great team. I, I, I don't want to sound like I, they're nothing, right? They are a great team, a young team, fiery team, and they're former World Series champions. Not Acuna. He may have a ring, but he did not win the World Series for them. Um, but, sorry, i got to throw out that shape. But <laughs> I, I think we can win two of three. You have your – and I, I'm going to look at Braxton Garrett here. You have – three of your most consistent and best pitchers in your rotation going the next three games. You should easily win two of three, especially them coming off the doubleheader yesterday. Yeah, I think that's that's the really important point. Like this this game one is like, it's there to be won for the Marlins, right? They, they're coming off the, the road trip. They're coming off the flight, the travel, the, the doubleheader. Sandy's going. The Marlins should take this game. I mean... The funny thing is, is you look back at all these sweep opportunities that they've had in the last, what, like two, three weeks. Sandy's blown a sweep. Jesus Azado's blown a sweep. Trevor Rogers blown a sweep. But no, Brian Hoeing, when he goes, they get the sweep. Sometimes baseball's a bit wacky like that. But I think Sandy wants it. I think the Marlins want it. I think, you know, the Braves may not want it in game one. So we'll wait to see. Um, Chase, it's been a lot of fun. We're running long, so we're going to have to call it a day there. Um, yes, to everyone that's listening, Thanks for making Lockdown Marlins your first listen of the day, guys. I appreciate it. And I hope you enjoy the game this evening. As I've teased out this week, there's a ton of guests. ton of guests is going to spill into next week. The Marlins are doing well. Everyone wants to come on and talk about the Marlins. So make sure you hit and subscribe to the pod. We've got Aram Layden. He's queued up. We've got Alex Contreras. That'll be fire. Sean Barrett's going to be in the house. I'm forgetting others. Danny Rodriguez is in the house. Who else am I forgetting? There must be someone else. Nah, either way, there's just so many. So many. So hit subscribe. They're going to be funneling in. And there's a few other guests slightly further afield. They're going to be queued up as well. I'm going to tease one of them out. Glenn Geffner is on deck as well. And he's ready to talk. No doubt. Um, but guys, that's Tuesday's episode in the books. Sandy Alcantara going for the Marlins this evening. Set the tone, Sandy. Braves don't want it. Sandy does. Let's get the first dub. Let's hope it's a one-run game and a one-run victory to go to 11-0 and 0 on the year. And I'll be back tomorrow.
to recap all of the action. I'll see you then. Let's get louder. Let's freaking go. Thanks, Pete, for having me. <laughs> you got it, brother. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.